Hi, welcome back to the C3 Podcast. This is John McKinley, your host, and this week, Pastor Robin is starting a new Christmas series entitled The Story of Christmas. Here's a short clip of that. Have we lost our sense of wonder at the incredible proclamations and promises made to us at that first Christmas story? We hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like, go to c3potstown.com and plan a visit to join us in person next Sunday. All right, today we're going to start a series called The Christmas Story. We're going to take it right through Christmas Day. And uh, in fact, our last message for this series will be Christmas Eve. Don't forget Christmas Eve service. It's only one hour. And so we, we uh, encourage you to come and start your Christmas festivities uh, with a candlelight service that, uh, on Christmas Eve. So, in the Christmas story, we're going to take a look at some of the things that have happened that we should be able to relate to our lives. So today we're going to talk about Mary, but before we talk about her, let's talk about angels for a moment, okay? I was reading a story the other day about a luncheon conversation that four sisters were having. The youngest one was about to leave for two years to teach. The other three were encouraging their youngest sister because they had done a vast amount of traveling themselves. So in their conversation, they compared the travel notes and discovered each of them had an angel story to tell. Their stories were similar in different settings, and each had to do with them being protected by the angel or the person who they were saying was the angel led them to a safe place. In each incident, the person helping them knew details about them or about their trip that nobody else would have known. And when they were safely where they needed to be, they couldn't find the person who helped them. Were they angels? I don't know. But those women believed they were. Here's what the writer of Hebrews says. It says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Being protected by an angel and entertaining one may be two different things. Either way, at the time, the person may not realize it. Now, we don't know if the angel Gabriel ever came to the earth looking like a human. But we do know that he made angelic appearances twice Daniel saw the angel Gabriel. He also appeared to Zechariah, predicting his son, John the Baptist, was going to be born. And then six months later, he appeared to Mary. Let's read that in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. She didn't have to wonder 
who she was talking to or who was talking with her. There was no doubt that Mary was standing in front of an angel. The, the scripture goes on to say, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. She was confused and disturbed. I mean, Gabriel gave her two compliments straight from the throne room of heaven. The first one was God favored her. And the other one was he was with her. Now, Mary was probably, I would think, a young girl, but I'm talking about an older teenager who lived according to the law and she kept herself pure. She was highly favored in heaven, is what Gabriel said, and her commitment to be physically pure qualified her for this calling. Now, we know that because here's how Gabriel described her. It says, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. Let's look at the details of, of Mary's calling. Gabriel told her that she would give birth to a son and name him Jesus. Then the angel told Mary how she would conceive the child and explained the child's life. Let's take a look at that verse. It says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. The baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. This is the beginning of the Christmas story. It's a story that most are familiar with. It's a story about the humanity of our Savior. But how can we apply what happened with Mary to our lives? Even though Mary had some questions, she never questioned or doubted God. And that's where the application has to start for us. Mary lived and walked by faith. She believed God and trusted him. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. So I'm starting your notes now if you're following along with your notes. Like Mary, let's live a lifetime of faith. We can do that when we believe God can and will call us. God has a call for each of us. He called this young girl who was unknown and she lived in a very unimportant town. In fact, Nazareth was a town that had a bad reputation at that time. Remember when Jesus was calling his disciples, one of them said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That's because Nazareth wasn't a very good town in the face of others. Friends, no matter where you're from and no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, the Lord can reach into your life and make you a valuable part of building the kingdom of God. 
Now, I don't know if I've ever met anyone who was truly called of the Lord with an attitude like, I don't need anything else. I've got this. Or, I'm definitely the right person for this job. No. Because a true calling from God comes with humility and dependence on the Lord. Trusting him, believing and walking in faith. Well, let's move on. To live a lifetime of faith, we must receive his call right where we are in life. Mary didn't say to Gabriel, wait, first I have to. And she didn't say, but Lord, I'm not qualified to. Her, expect, her acceptance speech was something like this. Here I am. It's important that we understand that who we are is because of the Lord. Our talents and our accomplishments are blessings from God. A lifetime of faith produces a heart that's right. And a heart that's right produces a lifetime of faith. Friends, that's a circle that we need to get caught up in. A lifetime of faith produces a heart that's right, and a heart that's right produces a lifetime of faith. We need to continue in that. Here's what Paul said to the Roman church. For you are not a true Jew because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it's a change of heart produced by the Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. Now, we can take that in a spiritual sense because we are adopted into the family of God. Well, the third thing is living a lifetime of faith enables us to enjoy being favored by God. Mary was the physical mother of Jesus, God's son. Through him, we are enabled to enjoy the new covenant found in the shedding of his blood. Mary's faith enabled her to enjoy being highly favored with God. Here's what the scripture says. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. She celebrated it. You know, she went to go visit her uh, relative, Elizabeth, right after she had received this message. Now, there might be a couple of reasons why that she went to see uh, Elizabeth. First of all, Gabriel told her that Elizabeth was going to have a child in her old age. And secondly, she had to face the people that she was around all the time. I mean, her parents. Could, could you imagine uh, when you were younger going to your parents and saying, I'm pregnant? Or uh, you're a parent and a daughter comes to you and says, uh, I'm pregnant. And then she was engaged to be married. Can you imagine what she had to say to Joseph? So the best thing for her at this point was get out of town. And she did. And maybe she needed some encouragement. And when she got there, she got encouragement. She was encouraged by not only Elizabeth, but by John the Baptist who was still in the womb, the scripture says. 
And with that encouragement, Mary responded with a song. And it starts out like this. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in, my God, in God, my Savior. For he took notice of this lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. So what is the idea we can grasp from this? God has extended his favor and his grace to all born-again Christians, just as he did for Mary. Well, the last point we have this morning is living a lifetime of faith enables us to walk in submission to God's will. Now, I know the word submission is not a very popular word, so let's change it, okay? Let's change it to the word servanthood. I mean, Jesus not only taught servanthood, he demonstrated it as well. And Mary's faith enabled her to answer the angel Gabriel with this word, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said to me come true. You know, Mary had to be amazed that God chose her as the human instrument by which his child, his son, would be brought into the world. You see, anybody who studied the prophets knew this was going to happen. Isaiah said it. He said, the virgin will receive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Girls used to dream about this. Is, is, is Isaiah talking about me? Well, Mary was the one who was chosen. She was a woman of faith. She believed that God is God and that he is all powerful. She also had faith that God, with God, all things are possible. She also trusted God that she would be fine through all of this even though others might not see her pregnancy out of wedlock as being something to be celebrated. Well, to sum up her life, she placed her utmost faith in God and did his will in her life. You know, the real story of Christmas has become secondary in the world that we're living in. I mean, I enjoy the festivities. I enjoy everything that, that happens uh, that's focused on Christmas this time of year. I mean, I, I, I watched the, the commercials last night during the football game, okay, uh, about the Christmas shows, you know, and they, they, they make it look magical. And, and I understand they can do a lot of stuff with, with cameras and computers and all that kind of stuff, but, but they just make it look magical. And, and then there's, there's the lights. You know, you drive through the neighborhoods now, and the, the, the houses are starting to brighten up at night because of all the Christmas decorations. And I love that. You know, we, we got a neighbor that moved in just a week or two before Christmas last year, and he told me, he says... Uh, he says, you know, I'm kind of like the, the Griswolds when it comes to, to decorating. And, and this year, man, he's, he's decorated. 
uh, right across the street. I mean, it's decorated, it's nice. And then there's the gifts and the fun. But you know, with all this, the magic of Christmas that, that we see and all that kind of stuff, have we lost our sense of wonder at the incredible proclamations and promises made to us at that first Christmas story? And have we replaced that with the world's magic of Christmas? Have we lost our sense of wonder about God who is big enough to create the vast universe beyond what we can see, where we live, and yet at the same time, he came to this earth as a child to redeem you and me. Or have we replaced it with the magic of Christmas, the world's magic of Christmas? Have we lost our sense of wonder about a God who is so sovereign that he holds the whole world in his hands and yet at the same time is so personal in his concern about you and me that he knows how many hairs or on each of our heads? Or have we replaced that with the world's magic of Christmas? Let me give you two more verses from, from Mary's song that she, she did when she was with Elizabeth. She says, for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. You know who she's talking about? Us. He's talking about us. She's talking about us. No matter where you are in life, young or old, is your goal to be used by God? And this brings us to some other questions that we should probably consider. Where are you in your life right now? How is your walk with God going? How about this question? Could God right now send an angel from heaven to give you a special assignment? Mary's life was exactly where it needed to be for what God was wanting her to do. We should maintain a Christian walk which makes us available for God's purpose whenever he calls on us. Maybe you're concerned. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, I haven't lived a pure life. Well, you want to know something? Since God isn't concerned about the past, then you could start brand new today. Those of you watching online, you could start right now, brand new today. Those of you in this room, doesn't matter what you did yesterday or before. Start brand new today. Now, Mary's call came when she was at a young age, and she lived the rest of her life for Jesus. The Apostle Paul, on the other hand, his encounter with Jesus happened later in his life, and yet God still used him for great things. So, will God send an angel to speak to you? Maybe. Maybe not. He will, though, give you special assignments as you walk by faith and are obedient to him. Let's stand together. We're getting into the Christmas season. How is your walk with the Lord? 
Are you at a place that if God were to say right now, I want you to do this, that you could say, I'm your willing servant. I'm ready. Maybe this morning you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart or you did it one time and you're not living for him right now. Now's the time to turn to him and say, Lord, I come to you. I believe that you were born of a virgin. I believe that you suffered and died on the cross. I believe that you now live in heaven and I can call upon your name for the forgiveness of my sins. And I want to give my life to you. Maybe you're wondering, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time and I don't even know what God wants me to do. Seek him this morning. Seek him. Say, Lord, whatever it is, speak to my heart. Open the doors. Give me the opportunities and then give me the know-how. Give me the wisdom. Give me the courage to walk through those doors. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for tuning in to this week's C3 Podcast. We hope you tune in next week as well. If you would like to partner with us financially to spread this even further, go to c3potstown.com slash give. Have a great day.